Hi, uh, just popping up before the episode starts to tell you that we do mention some homophobic slurs in this episode, uh, but I think in the end we do have a really good conversation around homophobic humor, especially homophobic humor in the stand-up comedy scene here in Mexico. So I hope you enjoy, and yeah, let's get started. Should I not be singing right now? Should you not? I don't know. Are you confident enough to sing? I admire your confidence. I admire that you trust your voice so much. I admire the way your backhand is so complimentary. Well, <laughs> you look great, by the way. Thank you. Very healthy. Thank you. Thank you. I try my best. Skipping meals? Not for you. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> Why should I skip a meal when I could just jump right into it? I know. Why would you? Exactly. I haven't gone to the gym in so long. Oh, I haven't gone to the gym in so long, as in years and years and years and years. Gyms are disgusting. I hate them. I hate the fact that I have to look at my sweaty, wobbly reflection when I'm on the treadmill. It's like, that is not encouragement. I'm sure that there are some people who hate their own body so much that they'll see themselves all flabby and they'll go, I'm doing it for that. I'm doing it to kill that whale. I'm like, I like that whale. It's Aww. a nice whale. It's like a beluga. Like, Free Luis Augusto. I like beluga whales. Yes, so, beluga they, look, nice. they look friendly and stupid, which is the great combination. They, they look like, oh. Yeah, yeah but I, I mean, I don't, I don't think of myself as a whale. Honestly, I'm better at, like, the other day I took a photo of myself in underwear and I didn't hate it. So that was an achievement a lot. Um, I don't hate my body. But, but I do enjoy... Why did you take a picture of yourself in your underwear? Because I never did that before. And I thought it would be... <clears throat> it was self-exploration. Yeah, exactly. I didn't publish it or anywhere. I mean, not that I'm shaming anyone who does. Yeah, because, I, am. I am. Because most <laughs> people that I follow on Instagram take a lot of photos in their underwear. And I'm grateful for that. Thank you. Thank you, people on Instagram. If you want to you, send us photos in your underwear, please, please give them all to Martin. There I, is I don't this want them. guy who is so buff and so uh, so tall. He actually he works on Disney in Florida, and he's always taking photos of himself. And he took like a photo, like with this like top that's pretending to be like Gaston's top. I was like with this top that was pretending to be a bottom. <laughs> yeah, a yeah. lot of a lot of bottoms do that. I'm versatile. <laughs> Are you versatile? We've yeah, never can, actually can, discussed can, this, can, have we? Uh, no, we haven't. Have we? Oh my god, we haven't. We've never actually talked about this. I mean, you, you talk about it in your stand-up. Yeah, exactly. So. I'm not particularly, you know, it's a lot not, of people, it's not a mystery. A lot of people think I'm a bottom, actually. Yeah. I don't know if I give off the bottom vibe. I a, mean, lot, a lot of people are surprised that I, I'm having I, sex. I, I have stopped assuming anything from anyone. I just assume everyone is, you know, whatever they want to be, and they whoever, with because. You know, while I, yes, will, like, advertise as a bottom, I have topped before. Well, yeah, I mean, you're right. We shouldn't assume that people are tops or bottom because deep down everyone is a cunt. So I just, <laughs> like... I also think you can have a nice time with whoever you want, as long as there's, like, chemistry and you're both willing to explore. That's a that's a very narrow category for me. That's like, <laughs> as long as you like them, oops, that's, like, Well, for me, people. too. For me, too. Like well, 70. for me, it narrows to being comfortable with them. I am, I'm like a cat. Like, I want you to touch me, but not like that. 
Cats are what you touch them. They will tolerate it. Depends on They'll the be cats. like, if you must. If you must, if exactly. You must. Yeah. I, uh, anyway, um, so welcome to Mexicans. Because we're Mexican. And we just can't. I can't. Yeah. We can't. I like how you, you're becoming more and more English when you say can't. Well, otherwise... You otherwise, can't. You don't say other, otherwise, that's, otherwise, Otherwise, you know, I'm, I don't pronounce the T. I just go Mexican. Mexicant. No, but you do pronounce the T when you say can't. Can't. I how, can't how, believe it. I can't believe it. I can't believe it's I don't not know. butter. How do, how do I say can't? I don't know. I suppose, I suppose can't. can't. How do you say can't? Mexicans. Can't. Anywho, Kunta Kunta. Kunta, Kunta Kinte. All right. So. Anyway, let me introduce my co-host. Uh, some people have a little devil and a little angel on their shoulders, okay? He has a little devil mortified by what he's, by what he's seeing <laughs> on one shoulder and an I quit sign on the other. <laughs> that is... He is Luis Augusto. Thank you. That is an <laughs> accurate description of my inner morality. <laughs> and let me introduce to you Martin Leon. If love is a contest, he's the participation award. <laughs> you're just I did not like nobody that. asks for him, but you're given him. <laughs> they give him to you. Uh, but hey, I'm I'm chocolate and covered in foil. And available Maybe. and available for dates at short notice. Go figure. Maybe not the best chocolate. And yeah, available on dates on short notice. Although 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 I expect way too much out of a guy. Dep- <laughs> Taking account what I bring to the table, I expect too much of the table. <laughs> have you ever have you ever been asked on a date and pretended to be busy so that you seem more interesting than you actually are? I've no, been, I've I've, I've been asked on a date <laughs> and pretended to be busy because I don't want to go on the date. No, no, no. But I've, like I've wanted. I don't to do go. the pretend to be interesting. It's such a. I don't like people tell me that you need, you need to like when I like a guy, it's just way obvious I'm going to be there. Like, even if it's a straight guy, it's just obvious that I'm, you know, I'm digging the guy's energy. Like, I cannot be, oh, I'm going to make myself interesting. Right. It just comes off as an obvious lie about, no, I have to. Uh, uh, I have a show. Where's the show? It's a private show. I mean, it's stupid. No, I get it. No, um, I have pretended to have yeah. plans when I have... Not necessarily to pretend to be interesting, because why keep up that ridiculous pretense? Uh, no, it's... I get anxiety, like, when I'm, I, I you know, I, I don't really, I haven't dated that much, because I've usually managed to find myself a stable partner relatively no. soonish, so I'm just like, since I started dating people, I've probably been single 5% of the time, Okay. Yes, maybe. I'm so jealous uh, of that number. I don't know, I don't know if it's something to be jealous of, or maybe it's just that I really like myself when I'm in a relationship, so I, I just look for... People, I, I'm willing to. I'm seriously willing to sacrifice a lot of, not sacrifice, but like compromise with a lot of things as long as certain key things are there, like commitment, companionship, funny, you know that kind of thing. And then, for example, that's why I've become such a non-picky person when it comes to looks. Like when people go, oh no, I only go for muscle guys, or I only go for tall guys, or I only go for lots. Like you can be a bold dwarf missing an eye. I will genuinely find you sexy if you. Like, make breakfast. Like, I'm that, I'm that <laughs> Good guy. breakfast, though. I'm not good breakfast. Toast. No, good breakfast. Well, I mean, good toast. Well, don't good burn toast. the toast. Good, don't burn the toast. Um, but if he's, if, if he's a dwarf, I mean, he, he would burn it because he can't see over the counter. He doesn't know when it's yeah, done. Yeah, but a toaster will just do it for you. Like, yeah, but he doesn't know when, he's, when it's done. You need to, like, you need to keep, keep an eye on those. And he's only got one. So it's just... <laughs> 
I mean, I am, I'm very much into, I mean, the thing is, I'm very much attracted to a kind of look, but also I'm aware that that kind of look usually comes with, and I should say this for the Mexican stereotype, actually, but, um, but yeah, I like muscle guys. But the thing is, I'm aware that, you know, the diet and the routine of a muscle guy is, you know, not the routine that I usually go for. So, like, I've, the guys I've actually dated for, you know, longer, I've had a lot of dates, a lot of dates. And it's not that they've been bad. I, it just takes a long time for me to be comfortable with someone. Mm -hmm. And a lot of guys don't really. No, take the time. I get it. No, so many people don't take the time. That's, yeah. So um, I, I lie sometimes. I will say, like, oh, do you want to go on a date on Saturday? And I become so, like, oh, my God, a date on Saturday. Like, am I ready for this? Like, can I do this? And probably I have nothing to do on Saturday. But I need time to process the fact that I am going on a date with a person. Yeah. So I'll go, oh, no, can't, so busy. I've got a thing with my family. And, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm sort of like a serial first dater. So, like, I will, I, like, and it, it comes and goes. Like, I will go, get on Tinder and then, like, have five first dates in one month. Oh, and then yeah. just get really annoyed oh, at everything. I don't miss that. And, I don't miss that. And close it. I mean, the thing with, uh, the times that it's worked for me, it's been very organic. Like, it's someone I met through work or whatever. And it's, you know, worked perfectly. So, now I'm trying to, you can't force that as a thing. And it's weird. Anywho. So, um... So have you been? Why, why did we start talking about this? I don't know because that's what we do. I've been, I've been good. I've been good. I, um, I'm really, you know, writing, doing shows, comedy. Yay! You? Uh, I've been writing, although not not as much as I, I should like, which is the standard. I think standard. you never, as you long never, as you yeah. write, as you could be writing like for 18 hours yeah. for three days, and then you'll still be feeling like you could write more. I know. And you could, but you need to sleep. Um, uh, but anyway, oh, by the way, I just, I remember that time we were thinking uh, with Aristemo that one of the guys was called Aristoteles. Yes. I discovered the name of the other guy is Cuauhtémoc. Yeah. They call him Temo. So. Yeah, I also researched them. They're so yeah, cute. They're they... cute. And they're going to start a, their own soap opera. Oh, really? Yeah. It's called The Heart is Never Wrong. El Corazón Nunca Se Equivoca. Which is a really lie. It's a lie. It's a lie. It's a lie. The, it's the heart lie. gets wrong. You know, I've been a lot of first dates, people. My heart's been wrong my, a lot of My times. heart is biologically wrong all the time. Like, that thing where you, like... <laughs> You finish going down a staircase and you think you're done, but there's a tiny step left. And then I, yeah. I fall five centimeters, but my heart is like, we're dying. I, you're going to die. My heart's yeah. like, just let's prepare ourselves for, for death. This is it. This yeah. is the end. The heart will die. It will, will die. We'll lie and die. It'll, it'll do yeah. both things. Yeah. So anyway, what is our Mexican stereotype of the day? The Mexican stereotype for today is machismo. Machismo. Macho culture. Macho culture. Culture. Latino men Latino culture. Macho. Because they're supposed to be machos. I know. Are you a macho? Are you no, a macho? No, no. <laughs> you failed at being a macho. I totally fail at being a macho. I totally fail at being we're, a macho. We're really not the people to be talking about this. I actually, uh, totally. Uh, yeah. I mean, the thing with macho, I mean, do you, let's see if you agree with us. I mean, the thing with, with macho, for me, macho is, you know, it's a guy who is out of touch to the point of it being kind of adorable. Oh, and now I have an explanation. <laughs> Go on. Shut up. Go on. I suspect, I suspect I'm not going to agree, but Okay, the thing, the thing is, these, these guys, these macho guys, they're so, they're so out of touch with what's happening. You know, they're, they're still have this idea of women should do this and women should be that. 
to the point where, you know, you look at them and you're like, did you just come out of Lucy? I love Lucy. Like, what's happening? Like, have you not gone out of your house in the past five years? Like, they tell you things like, oh, yeah, I believe women should only cook. And it's like, well, that's a nice thing to believe. But, like, women have been doing stuff other than cooking for the past 30 years, honey. Like, even, I'm pretty sure your mom works. Well, yeah, but, like, okay, here's the thing. I see, I, I'm trying really hard to see the charm in this, in the sense, in the anthropological sense of, ooh, look at this fossil we found, and you read the article exactly. in National Geographic, and you go, ooh, that's so interesting. They were using twigs. They were using... They were using twigs. They were using twigs to brush their teeth. That's so clever. Like, primitive people were so clever. Look at them. Like, just <laughs> running from a tiger and finding time to brush your teeth with a twig is just... Running while brushing. Ad- like, admirable. So, no, you should never run while brushing. It's dangerous. But... <laughs> no, it's, it's charming. But look, you know what? You know, fuck them, basically. Because I... Like Mexican macho culture is just we we we're famous for it for a reason. Yes, right. We're famous for a reason, and it all comes from this you know nineteen twenties, thirties, and forties cinema. You know, of the guy with the charro hat and the charro outfits, and like uh, Jorge Negrete and uh, Pedro Infante, and these guys who were like very emotional and very passionate. They would cry. They would actually cry, but they were very manly in the sense of in a very groomed way, also because that's the thing. They were not unkempt they're actually quite prim and proper but they had this you know the idea of oh a lady must be treated you know with this kind of like reverence and not only a lady should be treated a lady must be must be yeah Uh, which is where I just go like I mean where are they like who are you waiting like but you know the thing is maybe it's just the fact that I, I didn't do this standard gay maneuver number seven which is cutting off so many people from your life the moment you come out of the closet like a lot of a lot of the gays i know they yeah. they have their gay group of friends. to be fair a lot of people cut me off from the life when i come out of the closet but no, no no okay fine if you must make me feel bad about you it's not working no i mean it's not people i really wanted to keep yeah, but a lot, of, a lot of the afterwards. gays do that a lot of the gays yeah do. yeah, and, yeah. And it's, it's an true. it's an isolating it's true experience. that it's true that a lot of people uh, will shun the gays. But a lot of gays will look for their own gay group of friends. And I get that, by the way. I'm not criticizing it at all. Uh, I didn't really go through that. Maybe partly because most of my straight friends were so cool with it that it didn't really change things that much. Like, yes. And then you do get these little, like, you know... For example, something that I absolutely hate is sometimes the way my straight friends talk about their girlfriends. Yes. In this sense... um. They're a chore. They're this load. Of, yeah. Oh, my God. Which is this very weird thing about uh, macho culture, which is like you are always going toward, you know, you always want the previous girl or, or you know, you always want a, a girl or a woman. And then the moment you have her, she becomes the thing you want to get the most away annoying, from. Yeah, exactly. And it's just the other day I was, I'm not going to say any. Yeah. The other day I was doing a thing with a number of men who are not gay. Porn. No, Porn. <laughs> I was not. I was doing a thing, and um, one of them kept getting text messages from his girlfriend, okay. and he kept talking about her like, "Oh, she's just like, oh, she's giving me shit again because I'm with you guys." It's like, 
but we're working. Like we're doing something. This is this is something that. So he is a comedian. No, <laughs> this is a PhD in medieval literature, and mm-hmm. we were planning a symposium because I happened to go to in symposiums. the famous words of. A lot of women. Oh, by the way, Florida, mm. I'm coming to you on su- in the summer. Yes, I'm actually going to a symposium. I'm nice. Pres- I'm, pres- I'm reading a, a paper. Nice. Yes. Oh my God, that's awesome. I'm not only a comedian, also no, you are, a gentleman. You're and a so scholar. much more. I know. I know. Uh, you should. You should. When you have info about that, give it to me so I can post it everywhere. It's going to be in Fort Lauderdale, of which I know nothing, uh, except it's that not it's much a to know. Fort, I guess it's much to know about um, Fort Lauderdale. But yeah, it's going to be a symposium on. Uh, so anyway, yeah. so you were with this guy. Sorry, I was this guy, and he kept talking about, and all the other guys were reinforcing the idea of, oh, women. You know, it's it's uh, this. It's such a chore. It's like, but and, and I and I was like, my boyfriend doesn't ever like this, like. My boyfriend's not like this, not because he doesn't want to spend time with me. He obviously does. It's just that there is a, a certain degree of, can you communicate with your woman, so to speak, as an equal and, and establishing boundaries as an equal. It's just like, like my boyfriend sometimes will stay up, you know, stay at work at, until midnight. He's a very busy man. And if I'm texting him, sometimes he will simply not reply to me. And that is Okay. I don't have this thing of why is he not replying to me? And my friends, yeah. they treat their, their girlfriends and their wives kind of like this sentence that has been issued to them. Like, oh, yeah. fuck, like, it's such a bother. I just want to be with my friends and my, my wife. That's the thing, thing with machismo, machismo. Yeah. because the thing with machismo, the thing with machismo, it makes men being defined by, you know, wanting to be with women, but also by being with other men and talking about women, you know, as if they're objects, you know, conquests and, you know, like, ah, oh, your girlfriend's so hot. You know, the, you know, the, the, that joke that do like, would you fuck my girlfriend? No, oh, of course. No, I would never do that. Why do you think she's not good enough? You know, it's, uh, machismo has all these like traps for men, uh, to be constantly proving to each other who is more manly and who is more macho. Um, and in this case, uh, I, I was talking about, when I talk about adorable thing, I talk about this like really old fashioned kind of like out of touch reality machismo. But this thing that you're mentioning right here, which is, um, always having this thing, because even as a gay guy, they will try to, they will try to like pull you into this conversation. Like you must know this because you, you hang out with a lot of girls and it's like, I like hanging out with girls. Like, I enjoy it. I enjoy... It's a very nice thing to talk to them. It's a very nice thing to get to know them. Actually, there was this... And I, I just found it right now. I, I, I didn't just find it, but like I read it a while ago. Um, it's this wonderful Twitter thread by a man. He's a Spanish man. But, you know, if you think that macho culture is exclusive to Mexico... No, of course, there's macho We culture. get it from somewhere. and uh, There's macho culture everywhere. Everywhere. And this guy, he made this wonderful Twitter thread... Uh, his name is Jose Soto at Soto Sinmas, S-O-T-O-S-I-N-M-A-S. So it's, Soto and we're giving else. him credit. We're giving him credit. <clears throat> and he, um, he is quoting, uh, this article by newspaper El País, which is probably the most important newspaper in Spain, uh, talking about, the article is talking about Me Too. And he breaks into this wonderful thread, and I want to read you guys a little bit of it because I think it's wonderful. And the thread begins thusly. He starts with, Do you like women? I mean, I don't doubt that women make you horny, but do you like them? Because you make jokes about how boring it is to go shopping with them, how boring it is to go to the movies with them, and definitely how boring it is to share any kind of time with them. 
Ever, ever since I was little, I've heard jokes and monologues about how <clears throat> uncomprehensible women are, how incomprehensible, sorry, incomprehensible uh, women. I'm translating this on the fly. Um, about, you can do it, yes, you do. <laughs> about uh, what a headache women are to you, and even what a pain it is and what a penance it is to marry them. Do you really like women? Do you? Because you don't listen to them when they tell you, for example, how insatisfied they are in bed. They, uh, do you care maybe that your partner has, you know, gets pleasure? Or do you just care about telling your friends how many times you fucked her? And you know, she goes on and he goes on and on and on. It's such a good thing. And I think macho culture is, is... My biggest problem with macho culture is not the fact that, you know, the old-fashioned gentleman, even... Men who will say, you know, that the the acts of chivalry, there's something quaint about them. I will. There, I mean, and and you know, there's. I mean, I do think, like other women, you know, it is kind of like a little bit. Uh, what's the word? You know, it's it's a bit condescending a lot of times because it's like thinking you can't do this on your own. You couldn't possibly go down this two inch step on your own. Please uh, allow me to help. But this is way more insidious, and and this thing, this thing he mentions, like uh, recently, uh, you, I mean, uh, recently you, you've heard about the abortion bans in the U.S., yes. which have been awful, and you know, fuck all the uh, white men and older men and older women who are you know signing these laws into, in, yeah, because fuck them, fuck them, let women uh, choose about their own bodies, but. Um, one actress uh, wanted to have a sex strike, you know, like, stop having sex with your men because blah, blah, blah. When, yeah. And, you know, I'm not going to comment on that. But several men were saying, well, that won't work because women don't like having sex. And women are like, yes, we do. And these men were like, well, in my experience, no woman has ever enjoyed sex. It's like, well, that's... Ooh, that's, that's a self-contained joke right there. <laughs> I know. It was and it was not like one guy. It was several guys saying, like, I've never seen a woman enjoy herself during sex. And it's just like... You sad, sad little man. And all the sad women who have had the misfortune of having sex with you. You know, it's like I've been trying to make a joke in which I complain, you know, like, you know, they say that a feminist is just a woman that hasn't been, you know, well and truly fucked. And I'm like, well, then the problem is men who don't know how to fuck women. If you were good at having sex, people, we there wouldn't There would be have... no feminism. But since you're bad at it, now they want to fucking vote. <laughs> no, yeah. But it's... And... Even to this day, like the other day I was talking to this guy. He's one of my boyfriend's closest friends. I love the guy. He is smart and brilliant. And, and I, I think we see eye to eye on so many things. And yet he started talking about his girlfriend. And he said this thing about, you know, how he um, he will pay for everything during their dates. This is a very... It, it happens in Mexico. I know it happens in some parts of the States. It's still happening, yeah. It yeah. happens in, in all it's over the It's still like a talking point. Who it's pays still, for who the pays date? for the thing, yeah. And he's like, I'm going to pay for everything because I like it. Yeah. And I think that's, the, that's where it gets to the gray area because I know this guy. I've been, I've, I've had dinner with this guy and he also pays for me. I'm not his date. But you just he, fuck him at the end. He, I just fuck him at the end because, <laughs> because I owe him because of the martini. That's, I had that's that. The rule. That's because I had that, that second rule. martini, and when I have the second martini, I'm gonna fuck someone. It's just <laughs> like it just happens. By the way, martini. You know, <laughs> um, but yeah, he he also pays for me, so it's like he does insist on paying for the woman, but he also is a generous person clearly and enjoys spending his money, making people happy. 
So I don't, I, I think that a lot of men here in Mexico, they just like need to like kind of just fucking get over it. Just I fucking get over it as the idea that a woman is something you owe things to because they think it's positive and a lot of women think it's positive yeah. but yeah, it's yeah, actually yeah. disgusting yeah we also have to admit that you know machismo isn't only being propagated by men i mean the other thing like you know i because I, I do know guys who will pay you know that i mean usually it, I, I, at least i have an example one friend who likes to you know pay for everyone because he has the means so he can just do it so even if we were at a table like five people he you gets know, a kick out of it at yeah. the end he'll be like yeah. you know i'll just pay for everything and and you know uh he so, For the same reason, he is very careful as to who he hangs out with because that's the kind of person that can get uh, abusive relationships really, really quickly. Because oh, a oh, lot of people. Oh, want. yes. Um, but I mean, the question is with other men is do you find it emasculating when a, when a woman pays for half for things or when she pays for one dinner? You know, like. Um, I think they do, but they don't realize that they do because, again, We are now at a shifting point, I think, at least... We've been for a while. Yeah. We've been for a while, yeah, but at least, you know, I see more and more straight men who will very confidently say, I'm going to pay for half of it. Yeah. Like, I'm going to do the half. It's happening way more than it would have happened 30 yeah. years ago. So right now, you have a lot of you have a lot of men who are questioning why they're doing this. Are they doing it because they, they're trying to assert their dominance? Or are they simply doing it because they've been taught... That that is the way a man is respectful to a woman by paying. That is the big problem with machismo. I mean, that's the other thing, you know. Like the the other thing is that sometimes dominance is, you know, sort of hidden under these layers of risk. There was this phrase I love that saw somewhere, probably Tumblr, said that uh, well, respect has two definitions: is being treated as a as an authority and being treated as an equal. Yeah. And when people say, if you don't respect me, I won't respect you, usually what they mean is, if you don't treat me as an authority, I will not treat you as an equal. Right. And that's kind of the thing. They say, all women want to be respected, and they mean, I don't, what they mean is, I, I they feel that women want to be treated as authorities. Yeah. And they don't want that. And uh, again, it just... I mean, I, I do feel uh, for some straight guys that are obviously trying and they're doing their best and they get like mixed messages from a lot of places. This deconstruction is a journey. Exactly. We, we, we're here for but you. Also, yeah. But also I get really annoyed at, at guys who think they're just like so over machismo because they're like, oh, you know, like I respect women because like I will not rape them on sight. And it's like, right. <laughs> well, the thing, it's, that's, that's, I think, what the line is between, you know, misogyny and machismo. And for me, there is a distinction between the two, even though they both come from the same place. Okay. I do. And here's, <clears throat> here's why. I think misogyny is an outright passive or active hate of women. It has a hate to it. It has like, when people talk about women like they're nagging machines of, hey, why didn't you come home? Or it? That's misogynistic. But then machismo, it has become so ingrained into the values of families that even working mothers, working mothers who will raise their daughters to be working women and they will tell them, you have to have a job and so on, they will tell their sons, if you ask a girl out pay do it is that woman being a woman hater i mean i think it depends because some women will go like if you go out with a woman pay and eh, i yeah a uh, great area but then there's some women who will tell their sons you know like 
you should not go out with a woman who is no longer a virgin, or you shouldn't go out with a woman who posts pictures of herself with a bikini in social oh, media. No. Or they will tell their daughters, like, do not, do not wear a short skirt because people think you're slut. Uh, so, I mean, I don't think it's a black and white thing. It's I all, think yeah. it's... A gr- and, again, it's it's a thing where... Because it's not like homo- homosexuality is misogyny-free. Gay men oh. also tend to be... They, oh, my God. And, oh, my God. Uh, That's a topic in and of itself. So, yeah. Talking about misogyny so within... Yeah. So, let's put a pin on let's that. Let's put a pin on that. But, yeah, machismo, we hate it. Fuck machismo. Fuck machos. And just, yeah. Fuck machos. Fuck, well, well, well. If you must, if you must, just, and yeah. you know, just the odd, odd one. Let him fuck me. But uh. <laughs> one, one last thing I want to ask you, even if at, at risk of extending this, yes, a lot of the gays have a fetish for the macho. Yeah, totally. Do you partake? I'm trying to write about this about how I, you know, toxic masculinity, like bad, but also. Hi. <laughs> I know. Hey, how are you? Because uh, um, there's there's a lot of trope things that I read on fanfic, and because uh, that's like my main source of porn right now, uh, that are let's say problematic. And mm-hmm. here's the thing: like, I am all for you know saying like no to misogyny and everything, but also I think desire and sexual desire is really complicated. Like, what turns you on? Oh, I know. And what you know, it's just this weird thing. So shaming someone because they're reading something that's pro- like there's you know like romance novels where there's a pirate that kidnaps a woman and ravages her and ravages. And of course, like a lot of women like that, like that fantasy. And and I have nothing against that because the thing with a with a, that fantasy is that you're in control of the fantasy. Like, Absolutely. even if your fantasy is losing control, you're in control of the fantasy where you lose control. So it's a weird thing like that. So, yeah, I am into... I, I mean, I have to admit that I, I, it's something I'm working on, but I do tend to go for more straight acting guys, uh, which I know is problematic, but, you know, my brain kind of... Joke, like, I hate it, but my brain, like, my brain goes like, you know, this is nice. And well, well, you've been raised. For, I mean, at some point, well, I wasn't you were raised that way. <laughs> no, you were raised. No, yes, you were. You grew up. Well, yeah, in, no, yeah, You grew up in an environment where that was the desirable man. Yeah, that's and right. I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm not saying you shouldn't question it. You should definitely question it. Why do I believe these things? But in the end, the environment that you grow in, like that's why. Yeah. That's why I go to therapy. I I pay more money than I really have. On trying to chip away at this, you know, this kind of, this ingrained perception. And, yeah. And, and, and it's, it's tough. And also, the other thing is also, I, again, I don't, when it comes to sex things, I don't like shaming people for their fetishes. I don't like making people feel bad about what they, they find attractive and what they, you know, as long as they're not hurting anyone else, you know, as long as, because, yeah. you know, there's this whole thing with BDSM, like, if you want someone to spank you and call you an odd girl, like, and you find someone who does it and does not. There's consensus. Yeah, no, it's like, totally fine. Consent, um, sorry, and consensus. And also, you know, I, I don't, I don't think that's, I don't think that's the worst thing that, that, that can happen to me. But on the other hand, uh, I really hate it that, uh, this translates to uh, most media into this thing where if a woman or if a gay guy has a fantasy uh, of being hit or something, then if the fantasy goes out of hand because the other person 
expresses actual hate yeah. towards the person in that in this space that is supposed to be a safe space yeah. where you're exploring your sexuality well then she had it coming she or he had it coming yes uh, and that's where I go like no like no like you should be able to just you know have your fantasies and have in, in you and explore your sexuality without people judging you and people uh, like having this type of shot in for it like well you know she wanted to yeah enjoying it exactly yeah, enjoying so it. no it is problematic i remember this but yeah toxic masculinity kind of turns me on. kind of no i get it like for the first for the first few years of my homosexual lifestyle um i dated and i genuinely went after boys and they, they all had this same profile they would usually wear football gear of outside course. of the football pitch of course and they would. There's nothing like a sports uniform to get me going. Yes, and they. I have no idea what the, this uniform is, but it's doing something. But they me. were very blokish, and they were. And mm -hmm. I lived in Australia back then, so nice. they were like the typical Aussie bloke. Not very good on the grooming side of things, but they were like, I, and I really, it really turned me on. And I would show my best friend pictures of, oh, I'm dating this guy, I'm dating this guy, and he one day he tells me, and it was so on, like he was just. It was a homing missile of a comment. He tells me, you do realize you're going for the guys who bullied us all through high school. And I'm like, oh, fuck. There's so oh, I, mean, I am. Except, except, you know, disclaimer, they were not bullying me. They were not cruel. And they were actually quite happy to let me yeah. suck their penis. As I mean, opposed to the sometimes other. Sometimes guys that bully you are quite glad to let you do that. True. Uh, that is a whole trope in fanfic, like bullies turned lovers, and sometimes not in the best aspect, sometimes, oh. sometimes very problematic, uh, which is why I tag your fix when the ending is not happy people. Uh, <laughs> I don't you read, read them that. to the end? Yes, of That's course. That's the difference between Of course. Yeah. I've, been, I've, I've read like fanfics that are like a hundred thousand words long, and there's no sex, it's just like emotional angst and drama but the bully wants to come out of the closet and he can't because his father is a macho oh but we like that we like that yeah but we like that because we want to see the macho deconstruction yeah it's it's a fantasy of the macho and again i think it's more of a it's a fantasy like i i don't think it needs to be like i hate that when it comes to a men's well you know a straight men's fantasy of what women and other men should be then we allow everything But when it comes to fantasies that are more sentimental and more like, you know, femme. You How do know? you call it? The, um, there's smut. Yeah, no, smut. smut. Uh, yeah. And smut is usually more, more, more sex. I, What is, no, then there's another one. There's, there's a term, there's a specific <laughs> term that probably, you know. Like emotional porn. Emotional porn, yeah, there's one like, you know. Yeah, like angst. feelings porn, feelings yeah, porn, feelings angst porn. porn. Hurt comfort fix are my drug, which is where like someone gets hurt, like and so, like it's like people complain a lot with Twilight, you know the scene where she almost gets gang raped, but like Edward comes and saves her. <laughs> but like you have to understand that this was this is for you know this is again a safe space for you to have that fantasy. It's a safe space for you to feel that risk, and a safe space for you to imagine that someone comes and saves you. You don't actually want to go through that risk. It's just, uh, but we should talk about fanfic in another episode. Um, so anyway, uh, anything else you want to say machos before? Uh, no, I think we're done. Yeah, it's exactly. just the macho, complicated. Uh, we hate them, but also like when it, when it becomes associated with things like yeah. manners and respect and so on, it's like, oh, like, how can I, how do I begin by explaining to someone yeah. that this thing that he reads as sweetness and caring and nurturing, it's really just 
perpetuating. Right? We yeah. How am I going to? Women are trying to say this all the time, every day, through every platform available to them, and the message is not getting through. Yeah. So what? Like I, I, I say, just like break out the rolling pins and just beat the shit out of them because that's what they're expecting to be beaten. Rolling pins. The rolling, rolling pins. Yeah. Very gender specific. Exactly. I like that. I like that. But please, 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 please. Aim for the head, because we need the penises. Anyway. <laughs> On to the main event, the main dish. What is today's main dish? We're going to talk about homophobic jokes. Ah. Oh. Homophobic humor, if, as it were. As it were, yeah. So, um, every gay comedian at some point gets asked the question, and this is something that I know is a personal peeve of Martin's, um, when a, a fellow comedian does a... Not even necessarily a homophobic homosexuality. Joke. Yeah. Not even necessarily in, in, a homophobic yeah. joke, but just mentioning homosexuality. A lot of straight comedians will seek the seal of approval. Yes. Like, uh, yeah, tell us your experience with this. Okay, I've complained. Like you said, I complained about this before. Uh, gay straight comedians will come to you. It's like, I have this gay joke. Can I run it by you in order to like see if it's uh, if it's cool? If it's not offensive, usually they'll say. And I used to, like, listen to a joke and give my honest opinion, but now what I do is, like, what you want is for me to tell you, okay, I don't find that offensive. So if some other gay comes and tells you, I find that offensive, you can say, well, you know, this other gay guy I know doesn't find it offensive. So I find it difficult that the hive mind in which gay guys live <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh, hasn't informed you that this isn't an offensive joke. Um, what do you mean all gays don't think the same thing? What do you, I don't I don't understand. I know. How can you this is me doing my um my oh it's Anna Gatsby. Anna Gatsby, yeah. That's my hand Hannah Gatsby's like, what do you what do you mean? Uh, was, it was an aspiring <clears throat> impression. Was it? Yeah. Like, where, I... where do the where do the quiet gays go? Like, I, don't, I don't know. Like all the all the, the quiet the, gays the quiet, go yeah, like, what to do the you, dark room. What do you Hannah mean Gatsby? you have independent thought? I, I, that doesn't make any sense to me. I try. Just, I try. I, I do I, I often find myself like cooking breakfast and <laughs> making an impression of Hannah Gatsby just like with the ingredients. Is like where, where did the where, where, where are the eggs? I need some eggs for this. <laughs> like I don't. That need, needs to be a comedy I don't sketch. need vegetables. with you or actual Hannah Gatsby. Oh my god, right. Hannah Gatsby! I just like one of the few people that if I actually meet her one day, I will genuinely wet my pants. Just like you are a goddess. Well, that's we, gonna be awkward. We do not deserve you. You've no. ch you changed me in ways that I cannot possibly describe. You are everything comedy should aspire to. And speaking of uh, amazing comedians and amazing uh, jokes about uh, homophobia, uh, and not even jokes, because she, she... Even she tells jokes that could be interpreted as homophobic. I mean, okay, let's let's start with that. Okay, what you you gave us some homework, with Augusto, which yes. was uh, a homophobic joke you like, yes, and a homophobic joke you hate, yes. So, um, do you want to go first? Or I'll go first. So, um, let's define homophobic joke <clears throat> as a joke which is based on a prejudice, okay, against gay people. So we can discard any joke that includes the topic of homosexuality, but not necessarily reinforces a stereotype or reinforces these prejudices. So, for example, um, a gay joke, you know, a, a gay joke that I tell is the idea that, for example, I say, um, I am a gay Mexican. 
No, I, I say, I'm a white Mexican. I, I'm white, but I'm gay. I say, no, you I'm, say, you say you're, you're white in Mexico. You won. I won. But, but you're I, gay, so you lost. So I lost, yeah? yeah? And that is a joke that talks about homosexuality. It even talks about homophobia. Yeah. But it's not a homophobic joke because I'm not reinforcing any stereotype yes. unless I'm reinforcing the stereotype that gay people are vulnerable. And that's not really a stereotype. It's just a crude reality of matters. So we can discard all those. So a homophobic joke needs to reinforce a stereotype. I'm going to start with a joke that I enjoy. Okay. Uh, let me do two because I just thought of Hannah Gatsby and I should have chosen that one. But let's start with this one. It's from my... You know, one of my comedy idols, Jimmy Carr, and he says, Because of political correctness, you're not meant to say air hostess anymore, are you? You're meant to say, well, if it's a woman, sky waitress. And if it's a man, a homosexual. But it doesn't really change anything. Now, I like that joke because there's a surprise at the end. It has some truth in it because, I mean, I'm not going to lie, most of the male flight attendants that I see are actually quite comfortably campy. Oh, but does, they, that mean, does that mean they're gay? Then? No, but they code themselves that way. I'm just going to do that. They code yeah. themselves that way. Also, like, if you're on Tinder or on Grindr, uh, you're going to see a lot of... Like, I'm here for a couple of days waiting for my next flight out of town. That's it, yeah. So, it's a homophobic joke. Yes, it... It perpetuates the idea that all fl male flight attendants are gay. It also is a joke about political correctness, and it does have some uh, misogyny thrown in for good measure. Yeah. But Jimmy Carr does that a lot. He says political correctness, and then he immediately, saying it in a very deadpan way, he immediately becomes politically incorrect by trying to be politically correct. Yes. And he is shameless about it, and that's why I think he's funny. Because it's a well-made joke. It's It's got all the parts in it. It doesn't ring of hate. He's just talking about political correctness. It doesn't ring of hate. But it is homophobic. It's definitely homophobic. There's no working around. And misogynistic. I just have one question. Yeah. On a scale of 1 to 10, yeah. how much will you have sex with Jimmy Carr? <laughs> a 10. <laughs> a 12. I, I, would, I would have sex with him, yes, definitely. And then Hannah Gatsby. Nanette, mm -hmm. possibly the most incendiary comedy special that's come out in the last five years. It set the community, the, the comedian community on fire. People were questioning, is it even comedy? Is it even... And she says, and she's gone into her beautiful speech that I will not dare tarnish by quoting. But she's gone into this amazing speech about... Uh, men and the role they have to play in starting to treat women respectfully and with dignity and so on. She does a thing. And she finishes with, and to the men who are listening to me, roll your fucking socks up. And she finishes with, that's the last one. Fashion advice from a lesbian. That's how bad it's got. That's it's the last joke. Poetry. And it it's homophobic. Joke. It's starting from a Presupposition. How, how is that joke homophobic? Then? It's homophobic because it's perpetuating a stereotype. Perpetuating a stereotype that uh, lesbians are non-feminine, unfashionable. That joke is funny because she is saying lesbians don't know how to dress. Lesbians shouldn't be giving uh, fashion advice to anyone. They have no style. They're ugly. And she's been talking about it all through the show. So she's using a homophobic joke to prove a point. Okay. But it's still a homophobic joke. Fairly harmless. She's not really laughing at gay people being killed or attacked or assaulted. Mm -hmm. But it's still perpetual. It's an, it's a, technically, it's a very easy okay. joke. It's an I'm easy joke. It, it, 
It is an easy joke in a very dark, not dark, in a very uncomfortable place. It's it's the context. The context of the joke makes the joke something more than what it is. But if someone were to make, come on, we know lesbian comics. How many of them have a bit about lesbians being unfashionable? All of them. All of them. All of them. It's one of the, like, comedy 101. Gays are girly. Uh, men are drunks, women are annoying, but here's and the thing, lesbians don't know how to Just owning like a stereotype, me, I mean, because does that mean that any time that you accept there's a truth to the stereotype in you, does that mean that that joke becomes homophobic? Uh, when does she say that it's true about her? Well, you know, she she's saying, she saying, you know, like, it's that embarrassing. But the, she doesn't talk about herself. She doesn't say... Me giving you fashion advice because if I were to say, which well, is lesbian she's giving the fashion lesb- advice, no, yeah, but she the wording is very specific. Fashion advice from a lesbian. That's yeah, but are you saying that that same joke from the words of a from 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 the lips of a straight woman would be just the same thing? No, in a different she context. is obviously the lesbian in the joke. Absolutely, but in a, in another, she's not context. saying fashion advice from some nebulous lesbian no one's seen. She's the lesbian you've been seeing this whole time on stage. The Fat lesbian, the proudly fat and weird. She's not even lesbian. fat. I wouldn't even call her fat. I don't think she is. She's not. Well, thin. Her hips don't lie. Oh, her hips don't. Lie. <laughs> her hips not only don't lie. They've got a theoretical background. They've got. They've got bibliography. So anywho, but so I think yeah, I think, and this proves my point. I think the whether or not a homophobic joke is accept to me is acceptable or not is a matter of context. Is a okay. matter and a matter of what are you doing with it? Are you playing with a stereotype or are you? Uh, trying to breed hate but it is okay. a homophobic joke I will say it is a, like trying okay. to be very and this is me trying I mean, to be very here's rigid a, here's the thing I I question that because I think the moment the whole that you use the stereotype to question homophobia that's kind of a weird thing to say that's it's still being homophobic a it's lot of a lot weird. of people would say that. A lot of people who are very that this is me playing devil's advocate. Yes. Saying okay, you're always on the devil's side. Yes. Well, the the devil needs an advocate. No, he doesn't. Like yes. every single lawyer. Is in the, well, okay. Like, no, I'm kidding. Uh, so well, anyway, advocates, the advocates. So, uh, so those are the gay jokes you like. Yes. The homophobic jokes you like. Yes. Um. Uh. And you, t- homophobic jokes that I don't like. No, 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 no. On oh. this joke, for yeah. example. Uh, the Jimmy Carr joke. Yes. Um, why, why do you think it works? You, you like to say it works so much, but why do you think it works? It works, first of all, because it's a very meta joke, as Jimmy Carr does like to, to do. So he begins with the premises, because political, because of political correctness, you're not meant to say air hostess anymore. It's a very harmless kind of thing. You know, if you know Jimmy Carr, you know he's taking it someplace. But if you don't, it's a very harmless thing. Okay, yeah. So it starts with political correctness. And then he takes it to, if you're, uh, if it's a woman, woman, you say, sky waitress. Now, it's misogynistic, but not really. It's just, the joke is that he doesn't get it. That he uses another gendered term and the idea of someone calling themselves like come on it's so ridiculous say like what do you do I'm a sky waitress it's well you know it, it sounds, sounds cool it sounds cool like you're a waitress it's a restaurant the in the sky. sky but he also the joke here is and this is me breaking it down to its bare essentials the joke yeah. here is you're also not meant to say waitress anymore no a lot of people are saying server yeah or which 
So some might, some but might he, even think it's easy. You're more. focusing a lot on this part, and then and he goes. Then to the, he ma- goes ma- for the surprise. Yeah, because you're expecting him to say Skywaiter. You're expecting the joke but to be though? yes. He says, because if he says a Skywaiter, I'm just saying that's not a joke. No, that's not a joke. That's the whole point. He goes political correctness. You're meant to say Skywaitress, and if it's a man, and it kind of looks like the logical conclusion will be that he is gender. Is it gender. really that surprising that it's that someone? I'm actually. not saying it's the biggest surprise I've ever had, but you. If he says it the way he says it, okay. because he says it really quickly, then it's like, oh, 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 homosexual. Yes. And it immediately calls up an image, a familiar image. Everyone who's seen it, like, I'm, again, I'm not perpetuating the stereotype. I'm just talking about You're what I see. You're just mentioning, like... I'm just talking about what I see. And what I see is okay. many, many sky waiters. Well, you know, after Winners Paltrow did that movie, like, so many gay boys just wanted to be... I can see the world. I well, you know, you know, there, you there's a reason people. why there's women and uh, gay guys on that. On, on, uh, like a lot of gay guys that, you know, uh, want to get out of uh, whatever town they are in. They want Absolutely. to see the world. No, and it's... Paris. They it's, want to go to Boston. It's glamorous. Yeah. It's interesting. It's exciting. It's a nice... Uh, uniform. You, you get a nice vest. A neckerchief. You get a neckerchief. You yeah. get a pin. Exactly. You get to talk to people and be like, "Hi, do you want coke, coffee?" So I like this joke. I like this joke okay. because it, it does perpetuate a stereotype. It is true, but it's. Do you think it's harmless? I think it's innocent. Okay. I that's it's a that's harmless crime. I don't. I don't want to say harmless because I do think that if we shed all the stereotypes that we have about so many groups of people, the world would be a much better place. Okay. And if we stop joking about all hairdressers being gay and all uh, sky waiters being gay and all, you know, music teachers being gay, if we stop doing that, the world would be a better place. I would genuinely erase this from the global consciousness at the drop of a... Just immediately, I think the world would be better. And yet... We don't erase them, and he is playing with it in a way that I find enjoyable. Okay. I don't sense any hate coming no, from that No, I don't joke. think there's any hate on that joke. But so, anyway. So, joke you don't like. Um, I'm going to cheat a little bit, and instead of using a specific joke, as in this comedian says this thing, I'm going to talk about... All jokes, especially in Mexico, it's so common, obviously in other places as well, but in Mexico, the idea of cowardice equals gay. Yes. No sea puto. Yeah. Which... It's like, don't be a fag, basically. Don't be a fag because you don't want to do something. Don't be... Yeah, it's it's like gay equals coward. And so many jokes are... It's not even like a big punchline of a joke. It's just uh, this thing where... People will say, like, just a drop of a hat, like, oh, no. Like, same thing, like, don't be, like, that's gay, whatever. It's just, uh, you're, and, you know, it's this, it's a little sprinkle of misogyny on that, because it's like, you're a coward, because you're feminine. You're and feminine, and therefore are, you're not a man, yeah. and therefore you're dis- despicable, yeah? yeah? And I hate all of those because of how prevalent they are. They're literally everywhere. And I'm going to go ahead and say a joke that I say, which I think is homophobic and I don't like it except for what I do after with it. Okay. You've heard my joke when I'm saying about people showing off their ancestry and saying, oh, yeah, you know, because my great-grandfather was Spanish, so I'm half a Spaniard myself and so on. Yes. And then I do this rule of three where I say, what kind of fuck-up logic is that? So, like, if 
oh, my great-grandfather was an alcoholic and I'm half an alcoholic and blah, blah, blah. I do this. And I finish with, and my great-grandfather was an America supporter. America is yeah. a soccer team here in Mexico. Uh, they're, the Mex well, they're one of the Mexico City teams. We have like three, I think. Uh, and there's this big joke in which all of the fans of this team are called putos. They're called homosexuals. Homosexuals. So they just have a lot of jokes where they're... A lot of homophobic jokes around just being a fan of America. A lot of them. And it's an easy laugh. Yeah, when I it's do that a totally joke, easy laugh. When I do that joke, it's probably one of my three most effective jokes. It brings down the house because they don't expect it. It's a, it's a surprise. And it's a double surprise because they don't expect a gay guy... To say that word in such yeah. a context. Like, also, yeah, it's kind of like a stalker joke. I have a joke. I have a joke that's uh, very similar to that one, actually. I didn't copy. No, you know you didn't <laughs> copy. You're a very original. You're a very original soul. No, you would never. So anyway, I do that. So I tell that joke. House, bring the house down. Everyone loves it. And then I quip because if I left it there, I'm just using a stereotype mm -hmm. that helps no one. And the idea that a football club, because people don't like them unlikable equal gay is something that is definitely yeah. not a good thing but then I quip with and I like telling this joke This I literally say this I like telling this joke because when I say it all the straight men in the audience have this look of revelation that wait what did the gay guy just say that everyone who supports Club America is gay I I thought it was a myth that is extraordinary how many Americanistas must he have fucked and I go all of them <laughs> I save the joke or I save it from homophobia because it's not really a joke about homophobia or homosexuals it's a joke about people repeating this so often that they're desperate for confirmation that it's true and yeah. if a gay guy says that America fans are all gay then it must be true and that's it I do it that way and it works but if I just left it at my great grandfather was an Americanista and I'm half puto That's just a homophobic joke. I'm using the homophobia in the yeah. environment and I'm crystallizing it into a joke that is easy. It's an easy okay. joke. But how does that link back to the cowardice thing? It doesn't. That's the thing. It doesn't link back to the cowardice, but it does in the sense that uh, everything that is unlikable or despicable by society equals gay. Yes. Here. And not gay in the, oh, that's gay, like in America, and, they'll say... And like, the thing is, you have to understand, like, it, 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 it's so prevalent to, to the point where, like, everyone just call, like, any group of people, they're just like, oh, they're just a bunch of putos. I mean, it's... it The the, the, the one the most common is with America fans, but, like, if you are an engineer and you have a quibble with someone who's studying architecture, it's like, oh, everyone that studies architecture it is gay. It transcends everything. It's just this thing we're thinking. And, and the thing for me is that I find it, I find it really, really ironic because it, you know, like so many straight guys would not last a day as a minority. Of course not. <laughs> they don't have the skin for it, but that's no, the, the interesting thing. How does a one, like the other day I was listening in because I'm, I'm, an ass, uh, I'm, I'm a disgusting person. I was listening in to, uh, to a conversation between two girls mm -hmm. and one of them was telling the other one that her boyfriend slapped her mm -hmm. and they, they just like, they let it hang. And then she goes, can you believe what a faggot he turned out to be? Oh yeah, I hate that thing because people will will try to try try to justify using that because they'll say like no, the thing is put does not mean gay; it means coward. And and I'm like yeah, but there's a reason why it means coward, honey. Exactly. And when they like you know put, they say like oh you know puto is not a guy; it's not a gay guy; it's a guy that will hit 
his woman. And I'm like, no, a guy that hits his girl, it's called a macho. No, a guy that hits his girl is called a criminal. Yeah, that's it. That's true. An assault. That's true. But 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 it comes from machismo. Yeah. That you know, coming back to the you know, it is not. It is not this. Like the problem is exactly the opposite of what you're trying to make exactly. it to be. Exactly. It's it's toxic masculinity. Exactly. That makes this guy think that he should be able to hit his woman. It's not that the guy is secret. Because that's the other thing. You that's know, the thing. It's just really annoying. And I thought it was extraordinary how two women. This was a conversation. They thought private. They weren't counting on me being an asshole and just being like, hey, hey, oh, this is interesting. Hey, girl. Maybe just taking notes. Are we talking notes. about boyfriends no, now? They, it was a is your boyfriend gay? My boyfriend's gay too. What a coincidence. There you go. But it was a conversation between two women talking yeah. about something horrible, awful. And the conclusion is he's a faggot. And that's like, I've had, I've had this simple thing going with a lot of, with a lot of girl, girlfriends of mine where that like suddenly the guy will, the guy will do something really like, uh, awful like that and they'll go like that and I'm like no 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 that's I mean I know that I know that you don't mean to say what you're saying yes but you need to actually name the thing that's happening right here that's, that's it. you need to call him uh, pinche macho de mierda that's what you need to call him yes uh, not a no, anyway so this is why I chose that joke it's this joke that is happening over and over and over yeah. again it's probably being again, told in this building right and again, now like again you know gay you know LGBTQ people of any gender, they're so brave. Like again, a lot of straight people wouldn't have you the don't know nerve. The balls it takes. You wouldn't have the nerve to go go out on the street and be yourself. You know, hold like, your boyfriend. Exactly. Kiss exactly. your boyfriend. Exactly. 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 Like, you don't know. Just what hold it is. your boyfriend's hand. Somebody. And they always and they always complain. And this is something that a lot of us gay comedians get. And I've had it, even though I'm probably the gay comedian that I know that talks less about being gay not not that I've made that choice consciously but I don't really have yeah, that many totally. gay jokes I probably have like three of them in a 50 yeah. minute set I mean you, you just you know like you just let it be known that you're gay and you just exactly and I just get on with it um, but I have had so many comedians say oh but all the gay comedians have the bit about being gay and I'm like yes do you know why because we're standing in, bunch of, in front of a bunch of people and we're pretty much painting a target on our backs and facing the people saying, I'm gay. Now, the fact that a lot of these gay comedians don't make it funny, and I'm sure we know of a couple of examples of gay comedians who think that it's a enough. Couple. A couple. who think that it's enough just to say, I'm so gay. That's not enough. Yeah. But still, it's just that they don't get the fact that sometimes you just need to face a 600 people audience and tell them, I am a, a gay man, and I don't give a Fuck. It's just also really powerful uh, because I've had straight people come to me after show and be like, it's just cool that you mention it and you just mention it. You know, like, yeah, I'm one of the ones that takes more of a soapbox attitude to my, to uh, gay rights and everything on stage. And yeah. I'm, and I'm You're very, uh, Martin is uh, a very, if you look up his material online, he is a very, I, I, if I had to define his style, he is observational slash political. Like, he and is, also, the thing is, I'm kind of Bridget Jones on stage. So, like, I cannot talk about me wanting a man on stage without it being obvious that I'm gay. You know, like, yeah. people, it's like, you know, like, I'm single people and I want a boyfriend. You can't say that and look too straight. Well, <laughs> no. Um, but you always bring it back to politics. Yeah. Uh, Martin is one of the few comedians, actually. Political comedy in Mexico doesn't usually fly very well a lot of people avoid it yes um but martin is probably one of three or four comedians that i can think of that are successful at it obviously um who is a political comedian and he always brings it back to politics and i've always found it very um very uh 
admirable because it's a it's a it's a part of comedy that's not really observed. Kind of like, and I do, I have had uh, conversations with other gay comedians where I say that they, they they actively avoid it because they're afraid it might make the audience uncomfortable. And I'm like, well, whatever. <laughs> well, and isn't that the point? Anywho. I do think that it's one of the harder types of comedy to do. Like, yeah, totally. Like, like uh, and I've talked to comedians like they say like comedy political comedy is hard. I'm like, yeah, it is hard. But that's but the thing is, you know, I can now I now have a lot of I love material to talk about uh, uh, homophobia from a political aspect, but it did not all come, you know, in one writing session or in one open mic session. I really had to work to get, you know, straight people, you know, like, let's laugh about homophobia because I find homophobia to be stupid. And you always run the risk of um, alienating your audience. This is the risk that you're taking. Because the thing is, like, for some people, homophobia is a very personal thing. Like, this is this is something they believe. So How if you tell dare them, you? How if you dare tell them, you know, it's dumb that you're a homophobe, they'll be yeah. like, oh, no, because I have a really good reason to be a homophobe. Exactly. And they're like, no, you don't. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, um, so I also did my homework. Um, so, uh, homophobic joke I like. I don't like a lot of homophobic joke. In fact, most of the hom- the jokes that I immediately recognize as homophobic I'm kind of like over them immediately but there's one very 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 silly joke that I enjoy that it's about some elephants just talking about on near a lake it's it's one of it's 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 it's, it's a basic joke people you know you have um, you have three elephants near a lake so one of the elephants goes like I wish I had a really long 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 trunk and the other elephants like go why why would you want that and he's like well that way my trunk would go all the way to the lake over there and I could get some water and then I could splash this with some fresh water from the lake and then the second elephant goes you know what I want I want a pair of really long ears, like long, 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 long ears. And the other one's like, go, why? Why would you want that? He's like, well, that way I could flap them and I would get like a nice breeze going on, you know, like, and then the third elephant goes like, you know what I want, actually? I want like long eyelashes, like really, really, really long eyelashes, long Long, so long, long and thick, long thick <laughs> eyelashes. And the other two elephants go like, "Why would you want that?" Uh, because I'm gay. <laughs> uh, so that's a really silly joke, but I like that. And then there's this other joke about a gay guy who wants to go into police force because he likes the police guy. So he wants to get into police force, and his straight friends like, "You can't go into police force because he's a very effeminate gay guy." So he's like, "You're not. You need to practice your like." Macho voice. You need to like practice. Yeah. So he starts practicing in front of a mirror. I know and this one. Yeah, oh, yeah. I know this he one. He starts practicing in front of a mirror, and he goes like, "Okay, I'm gonna practice my get- I'm gonna practice my voice right now." Like, oh my god. Okay. So the, his straight friend goes like, "Say so." Like, you have to say like, "Freeze." Okay, fine. So the guy goes, "Okay, okay, freeze." It's like, no, 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 no. That's not gonna work. You you need to like channel your inner macho. Like, do it. And the guy's like, "Okay, fine, my mind." Freeze! Like, no, 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 no. You need to really, really, you need to talk from your balls. You need to, like, do it really good. Okay, the gay guy's like, okay, fine, fine. Freeze! Oh my god, I'm so scary. <laughs> so those are two homophobic... This is the one I do with my... Which a friend of mine told me that I should stop doing. And I haven't done it in a while. But I, what I say... It's it, your joke? It's my joke. Okay. And what I say is, like, I hate when I hate when uh, straight people... You know, when you're with your boyfriend and straight people ask you, like, who's the man and who's the woman? That's such a stupid joke. Obviously, I'm the woman. 
I d- anyway, so um, a friend of mine told me, like, that's a joke for straight people. Don't do it around gay people. And I'm like, what? Well, it is a joke for straight people, I it think. Is. I mean, maybe they do. You are reinforcing again the idea that. That one of them, one of the straight It does check the And boxes. I do tend to yeah. be, you know, you know, I do tend to be the more effeminate per- part of a relationship. No, it, it's truth in television. You just like. You say, exactly. Yeah. Um, so those those jokes are like. I, 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 I don't, it's not that I find them inoffensive, it's just that. Like the elephant joke, it's just so ridiculous, and it's you know, and in the end, you you, you know, he's like a proud gay elephant. He's like, why do I want to go on my lashes? Because I'm gay. He's well, unapologetic. In, in, about in Spanish, it's yeah. because I'm puto, but yeah. uh, but you know, but you know, which is a far stronger word than gay. It's a far stronger joke, uh, a stronger word, and but it's just this joke about him, like yeah, by the way, I'm gay. Uh, and you, you, you might think that, you know, the two other friends are going to go like, <gasps> but it just might be like the two other friends go like, my God, you always have to talk about being gay, do, yeah. don't you? And then the, the guy with the, with the, the police, uh, gay, uh, going like free, you know, it is, you know, playing with the fact that gays are feminine and they can't, you know, do, and I actually do have some stuff, uh, like that on my show. Um, but, you know, I just find that funny. And you do have your straight man voice. I do have you do like, like you use it in your show and, 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 Martin, and, Martin. and I also do it because you know usually when uh, straight straight guys will start talking about the gay guy they will immediately go into a voice they're like and so the gay guy's like oh my god how? so I do that because like Martin because that's how you're my making, straight guys talk yeah. apparently um uh, yeah, and you know the 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 jury is out on whether cari- the caricature of a straight guy is any has anything to do with the caricature of a gay guy. Uh, but those are the jokes I like. I find silly, homophobic, silly jokes about being gay. Because, you know, there's a lot of things that are silly about being gay. And there's some, there's some truth to a stereotype. And I think that uh, sometimes admitting that the stereotype can be powerful, like, you know, in, like, uh, in the way... Jonathan Van Ness from Straight Gut from Queer Eye being the way he is yeah. is cool. It's cool, yeah. You know, you might, you know, you know, if someone made fun of him, you would immediately go like, "Dude, why are you doing right. that? Yeah, like, what is your point? Yeah." But he's such a positive voice, you know. So absolutely. Like and what him. about the gay jokes that you hate? Homophobic jokes that you hate? All of them. All of them. Here's the thing. There's two main jokes that I, I I as of late I'm really over any joke about AIDS in the Mexican comedy scene because they're they all come from the 80s they're all this idea of like oh gay people have AIDS you know like when people I've been in several shows where the roast quote unquote massive air quotes around that is telling me that I that I have AIDS and this is me after going on stage and like I'm alone I don't have sex it's like you know you could make a, it would be funny if you said that I wish I had AIDS because it would mean I'd be having sex at the moment you know that would be Fun. I would totally tell that joke. I would you, be like, "That's your next roast." Martin Leon, the only homosexual who actually looks forward to AIDS because it implied sex. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, but they don't do that. They basically do the Eddie Murphy thing from ages ago. Yeah, uh, which I find uninspired and bleh. And then the other thing, it was racy back in the day, and it's still know? happening. And people still go like, "Ha ha ha!" And it's like, people, uh, you don't have any AIDS jokes. I mean, the, I have one. The AIDS joke you like from Ibrahim, I don't like. No, 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 no. I mean, I, I, I actually tell an AIDS joke. No, I don't. Yeah. I used to, I used to have a, I tried, I tried, but no, I, I don't have an AIDS joke. I don't, I don't, I don't. The I don't funny know. thing is my AIDS joke is actually something that 
genuinely it's an happened. Eight scare. No, no, it's a it's a it's a thing that happened. It's a thing that oh, I have one about an eight scare. No, but I have one when I was. Uh, it's a it's a bit I do. I don't tell it that often because I still think it needs uh, fine tuning. But but it's it's solid as it is. And I'm talking about the time when me and my mum we met this other woman oh, and yeah. she had this gay son. And the son is an out gay teenager. Well, he must be in his late teens or probably in his twenties now by this by by now mm-hmm. because this was a few years ago. Um, and the mum was so proud of the gay son, and she was like, "My gay son, he." Does, uh, you know, makeup tutorials on YouTube and he's so amazing and he's so campy and he's so great and I buy him wigs and makeup and blah. And I'm looking at this guy like, fuck you. It's just like, how, how dare you be happy in your teens? Like, it's not right for a gay teen to be happy. We're all sad and, you know, nobody understands us and that's why we write really good comedy. Um, and my mum, I remember my mum going, oh, you're so cute. Maybe you can give me some makeup advice because my gay son never gave me makeup advice. Obviously, this was after my mum came to terms with me being gay and she's actually quite happy with it now. Yeah. But she was like, oh, my, it was a because joke. My gay, it was yes. a joke. I also like that idea of parents having expectations out of gay children no, that are very much in par with the gay stereotype. Absolutely. I find that to be a funny Absolutely. thing. Absolutely. But, but no, she, she, my mum obviously meant it as a joke. Like, yes. My, because if you've seen me you know that me giving any kind of makeup advice it's not like i had it in me and i wasn't allowed to give it it's just that i never had it in me in the first place like it's like makeup advice um wear some of it and don't wear (laughs) some of it and go out yes and go out and, and wear it yeah buy it maybe Buy it if you can, and if you can buy it and not steal it, that'd be great because stealing is wrong. That would be my makeup advice. <laughs> um, but then my mum goes and, and the subscribe, bi- yeah, <laughs> subscribe. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't steal makeup. No. Um, and then my mum told this joke. This genuinely happened. My mum told this joke. Yes. Like, oh my. And I, I laughed back then. But when I tell the joke, I tell the bit as I'm offended at my mother being so accepting of this teenager. So she and my my punchline is right you can't because when i told you i was gay the first thing you asked me was have you got aids yet but now that this bonsai gay asset tells you that he's gay you're asking for makeup advice this actually happened when i told my mum that i'm gay one of the first things she asked me it was the same evening she asked have i do i have any disease yet and have i have i been other than homosexual and yeah and have i been tested for aids she actually asked me if like, I've been tested. T- t- so it's an rough. AIDS joke. It's an AIDS joke, definitely. People laugh because AIDS plus gay equals funny for a lot of them. Yeah. But it's also an anecdote. And you know me, I love my anecdotes. It's like 90% of my comedy is anecdotes. Um, so it's, it's definitely a homophobic joke. I mean, I, I don't, again, I don't find that to be a homophobic joke because it is it is mentioning the stereotype as stupid. You, I don't think you can mention saying homophobia is stupid is a homophobic joke. No, yeah, you're right. Yeah, no, no, it's, so, it's not really, but it is an, an AIDS joke. But, but that's the thing for me. It's just AIDS joke. Um, not, that, not that, again, you could talk about whatever you want to say. I think there's there's more original uh, things to talk about. Yeah, yeah. And, and again, you know, and as a straight person just mentioning, oh, gay guys, AIDS, it's like, dude, like, seriously, like, don't you have anything else closer to you? In the like, it's like, low, contra, it's like, like contrapoints that like don't you have your own darkness? That's the thing. Um, and it's not even a low punch. It's like yeah, at this point, it's like, honey, we have a, you know, it's no, it's, but it's a low punch. I'll tell you why. No, no, no. But I'll tell you why. I mean, even as I was growing up, 
AIDS was the monster under your bed. Like when I became, well, not didn't became, didn't become gay, but like when I started yeah. practicing yeah. the homosexuality, when I got my diploma and finally established my practice. Finally, yeah. After theaters, after theater school, yeah. <laughs> I, was like, I needed to pass that shit, and then I could. Um, after that, after I, I um, became actively homosexual. There was still, like, growing up in the 80s and 90s, there is very little you can do to separate yourself from the fact that HIV is a death sentence. A friend of mine, a girlfriend of mine, um, when she came out of the closet uh, to her mom as a bisexual, her mom immediately told her that she was going to die of AIDS. That's and that is, like, disinformation to, you know, you know. Uh, I think uh, lesbians are one of the lowest risk groups when it comes to uh, HIV. But for her, it's just like gay equals AIDS. Equals period. AIDS. And, and AIDS and, equals and, 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 and the thing is, you know, I, I get it. If, if they were mocking their own idea of that, I'd maybe more comfortable. But in the end, it's just like, congratulations. Like, and because this is the thing that I need. But it's just as a gay person that's read more and you understand that the the HIV crisis was, was caused by homophobia and by dehumanizing gay people to the yes. point where their health was not your a point of your interest exactly uh, I cannot I, can, I can't really separate their jokes from that because it just means like Absolutely. because it's just perpetrating the idea that gay people have, have AIDS just uh, or HIV or HIV positive uh, had it coming so you know they can and the other one, and it's the other one, the other one trope that I hate, and I've seen several of the younger gay comedians do it, and I want to smack them for it. Uh, it's the I'm not like other gays. Oh God, I do that. No, 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 no. He's I, gonna smack me. I also do. I'm. I don't do fashion. I don't do. Right. I don't. No, 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 no. I mean, unlike the other gays, I respect straight people. And I'm not the kind of gay that I don't go to pride parades because, of course, because, oh, my God, they're just embarrassing our, our community. And, I, and I, I would never kiss my boyfriend in public because people don't need to know I'm gay. You've heard? Oh, my God. I've heard. I have at least five people. Oh, that God. I've, that Can I've you heard. please, if you, without saying names, but I'm genuinely curious because I can't think of, that, of any gay comedian that I've heard tell this joke. Can you? Retell the joke. Okay, uh, one uh, and he's one of the more popular gay comedians. Uh, he has this joke. Uh, when an anti-gay marriage group came to Mexico City and they were gonna uh, do a manifestation all the way to to, to downtown, but with several gay activist groups decided to meet them at at like halfway. Yeah. Uh, we went to the manifestation like in the middle, like and they like the they built this whole like wall in order, yeah. in order to like keep us separate and they were going to do their thing on their side we're going to do our thing so um, on our side it was to put it lightly it was not as well organized like the other side where they were all dressed in white and they had a stage and they and they sang uh, versions of Itsy Bitsy Spiders with uh, messages against uh, <laughs> gay mar uh, same sex marriage and on our side we, you know we had lesbian topless lesbians you know shouting like oh my body my choice we had a whole bunch of drag queens we had we had we had a guy with a sign saying don't mess with Dumbledore's rights you'd think um, the gays would care more for production value but the thing the, th the thing is uh, on our side we 
we went as individuals. They were coming as this this organized group yeah, by as an but anti rights group yeah. to like oh my god they're gonna destroy society. Yeah. And on our side we're we're just individuals going like these are this is our city by the way because they came from out of town, from out of Mexico City. Uh, and the and you and you should, should not be coming to our city to uh, argue against our rights. Yeah. Uh, so it was like we we did have like music and everything, and it was a fun thing. But then then he did this uh, this, this uh, thing, uh, and I've, I heard it open mind, but I, I think he also did a national show in which he said like I saw the other side and the organist whatever, and then I saw our side, and we were like you know there were lesbians, topless lesbians, and and guys without shirt and feathers and drag queens, and then I thought well I know why they don't respect us, and I just immediately was. Oh. Floored by oh, that because I was like, I was like, fu- I was like, like fuck you! Like these are the people that allow you to be on stage did it right get now. Off? Yeah, yeah, he oh, did. Oh. And this is just one of the examples because, like, That's there was this guy who came in. He was like dressed in black, and he was like, a, you know, like he, you know, he, he listens to metal rock metal, so he's so special. He's the one gay guy who does that, uh, and he listens to metal as well. And I wear yeah, a lot of black. Clothes. I was being sarcastic. Yeah. Uh, so, and same thing, he was like, you know, unlike other gays, I don't like Lady Gaga and blah, blah. And I do enjoy my Lady Gaga as much as I enjoy my black flag as of late because, oh my God, Henry Rollins is so hot. Uh, but, uh, but this is the thing. They just, they just come in here and, they, they, and basically they go like, it's fine that you discriminate the wrong type of, I mean, that you discriminate the right type of gay people because in my eyes, those are the wrong type of gay people. And, I find it to be very... It's not even, like, new. Again, Manashin societies at Stonewall era, they were very much like, let's not... You know, let's be very straight-acting. And if, we, if we're if we straight-acting, they will have to let us I was exist. like that at some point. Like, I know. I mean, I was a lot of people, a, when I was a lot new, people like, do. And it's a, it's a phase for a lot of people. But it's a phase that I wanted to get, get, get no, them to get terrible. over yeah. as soon as possible. And I just... It just makes me makes me lose faith in a comedian like so immediately. Yeah, the idea that homophobia exists only because you can't keep certain things private. Like, why can't you keep your breasts to yourself, lesbian? And why can't you stop dressing as a woman if you're a man? Like, and that's and why they don't respect dress as one. Why don't why don't you why don't you conform? Yeah. If you would just conform, and I'm like, dude, the reason the re- the value of any sort of Outgroup is this anti com I mean I it's yeah, the counterculture. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And i I find it really sad that a lot of a lot of gay guys, especially younger gay guys, are so very uh, eager to conform to a society that tells them you're allowed to be gay as long as you're gay in this way. And I find it really offensive that they're coming to a comedy stage to try and do that. Uh, and it's I think it's gonna I think it's going to start happening more and more because, as as like as I mentioned with the, this gay adolescent that I met that I met, you know, this gay adolescent has no shame in his house. So when he sees a drag queen with a giant dildo, just like I don't know, Ooh, yeah, like just juggling dildos. juggling dildos and do he's going to go like hand hand mouth, yeah, and he's going to go that hand, guy hand, doesn't mouth. represent me. He's going to go that guy and it's fine. Me. I mean, that's the other thing. What you tell pride doesn't represent me. I'm like totally. I mean, pride doesn't have to represent you. Yeah. If you want you to be represented at pride, you need to go to pride. Yeah. That's the thing. And I've had this conversation with a lot of people where they're like, oh, Pride. I'm like, well, A, you need to go to Pride. And B, yes, Pride is everything and everyone. But that's that's what's amazing about 
the LGBTQ, it's diversity. And I would rather have the chaos of diversity and all the problems it brings, because, oh my God, it brings a lot of trouble. Uh, and then this idea of conformity. Exactly. Yeah. That this idea of we all gays need to do this and we all gays need blah, blah, blah. To the point that I understand why some gays are against gay marriage, because gay marriage, uh, marriage is about conforming, period. Um, but also, I, I, but again, I think there should be room for everyone. The gay guys who want to get married at 18 and adopt a kid by 21, and the gay guys and, you know, whatever, whatever people that are just going to be crazy forever and they're going to do the drag that's going to make people say like what what the fuck why are you wearing why are you wearing a dress made of shoes what is this exactly um so yeah uh that is the that's the homophobic joke internalized homophobia is just as stupid as uh, any other kind of externalized homophobia, homophobia. exactly and it and it causes as much harm. And the, the the saddest thing about internalized homophobia is that I've seen this with a lot of gay guys. The moment they get rid of it, and they're like the this forty year old guy who spent 40, 40 years trying to be, you know, being the gay guy that he thought that straight people wanted him to be, and he just like breaks free. Yes. And it's 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 a, it's it's great because finally they're trying they're they're being themselves. But it's also sad because it's like. You could have been doing this for your whole life, and instead you were just telling other gay guys, don't like Lady Gaga. No, you can't have Britney Spears at my party. No, you can't wear that blouse at my party. No, you can't come into my house if you're gonna be, uh, if you're gonna be like so effeminate. And in the end, uh, and this is the saddest part, you know, homophobic people, be them gay or straight, they're not gonna be your allies. When when horrible homophobia comes to your door, because for them being near to a gay guy is just as bad as being a gay guy. It makes them a target. So they they're more likely to be like this, where like you know if you get a, if you get attacked or if you feel like uncomfortable, and this happened to me just by painting my nails. You know, people like when I asked when I talked about being uncomfortable, like well then why do you have to paint your nails? I'm like I don't have to paint my nails. I like painting my nails, and I don't think that I should feel be made uncomfortable anywhere just because I like having. Uh, really cheap nail polish. <laughs> Agreed. No, definitely. And that's that is that is the slippery slope of homophobic jokes. The idea that you know even the harmless ones they do harm. That's and we all tell them. Yeah. We all tell them. No, and, I, and I'm there, and and and, and all, of, all of my friends are there. Um, but I, I think the other thing, and you mentioned this also. Um, you know, kind of putting light to the monster, it also weakens the monster. If you mention, for me, that's the thing. Like, I think homophobia is something really dangerous, uh, but I also think it's really ridiculous, really stupid. And yeah. that's why I try to not take it that seriously. When people tell me, like, homophobic argument, I'm like, your argument is just dumb, honey. Yeah. Like, no, 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 no. We're not, we're not gonna, we're, we're not gonna make people fuck ducks. Yeah. People that wanna fuck ducks are, gonna, are fucking them without, they don't need your approval. Exactly. Yeah. They're not exactly. caring about what the lawmakers and also, say. I, I, and also, I'm, also, I think you know, straight people should should you know allow their perversions like run a little bit more free. Not fucking dogs, though. Not fucking. Dogs. I said straight people. <laughs> 
So fuck a, a dog of your opposite gender. No, I'm kidding. No, I mean like you know, like <laughs> like you know, like it's really sad how so many, like especially see with uh my 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 girlfriends, you know, they they have like some of them, they're they have like very you know they're very kinky and they they have a lot of fantasies that what what they want to do with a partner, but they're just so embarrassed to tell their partner. And in some cases, I understand because some men will like they they will react to a fantasy, be like, I am dating the worst of the whores. Like, what do you mean you want to do this? Exactly. How, what do you mean you want an orgasm? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean you want affection? What exactly. is this? What is this, this affection? Sick sack fantasy. Sick fantasy. So many straight men will not have any like when they um, when their girlfriend, well, their girlfriends or their wives, they say, oh, "I want to watch watch porn with you." They don't like it because they're all like, "Oh, he's bigger than me. I don't want you getting off." Like it's like. Yeah. It's so sad. And yeah, anyway, so anywho, any any closing words? No, I just think it's it's a very it's something that literally has kept me up at night. Like am I helping or am I hurting with my jokes? I don't tell that many homophobic jokes, but I do tell them. If you break them down to their bare essentials, if someone comes up to me and says, "That joke is homophobic," I will have to say, "Yes, yes, it is," because I am perpetuating a stereotype. I'm playing with a stereotype. The fact that I want to break it down mm -hmm. does not make it any less homophobic. It just—I mean, if homophobia is a, a thing that happens, it's—it's it's already a thing that exists. What do you want to do with it? Can you use homophobia? To go against homophobia, absolutely. The same way that you can use guns to go against or for gun control. Like, it's kind of the same thing. People who like guns can be in favor or against gun control. Yes. It's true. Um, so I can try to use my jokes to, to kind of chip away at the whole monster and the whole system, you know, systematic, uh, you know, code of beliefs that has become homophobia. But in the end... Someone can walk up to me and say, yes, but you're starting from the premise that all, you know, that uh, the first thing that people think when they hear gay is AIDS. And you're not really being offended at your mother's homophobia of AIDS. You're being offended at the fact that... That is an interesting thing because how we deal with homophobia when it comes from different people, it's also a thing that, you know, like... I might be completely offended by some homophobic comments from a stranger, but when my aunt in Monterrey tells me like something even worse, I will not go as I will not get turned on the way I get, and I mean turned on in a like turned anger, on like in an anger way. Yeah, uh, with I, I like I will try. I will be different. You yes, know? and that's another thing. Like I've been trying to approach homophobia from a more empathetic perspective because yes, because they literally think. That we are destroying society. Yes. And I need to... And I'm trying to... But for what it's worth, I think your jokes are making the world a better place. Oh, thank you. I think you... You discuss and uh, deconstruct homophobia way much more than you perpetrate any stereotype. And that's the other thing. Like, there are parts of the stereotype that I know I am right there. You know, like, I love Lady Gaga. I am not the most effeminate, but I... We all fit a stereotype in one exactly. That's why it's a and stereotype. That's it. But, but, but the, yeah. thing, the thing is, like... Again, uh, for me, the stereotype in itself, you know, it does come from a, from a place of truth, but also the thing is, like, no matter how much or how little I am like the stereotype, that does not give you a right to discriminate against me. That's the thing. So, Absolutely. So, anyway, thank you so much for being in this episode of thank Mexicans. Thank you for joining us. It's been so nice having you around. Yes. Follow us on social media. Uh, again, we're on Patreon in case you want to throw us some dollars over there. Give us money! Please. And... 
your social media, please. My social media, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook as Luis Augusto at Mr. Drama. Um, Mr. Written in the old fashioned way, M I S T E R. And that's it. Thank you. You can just look for Martin Leon in any of the social, in Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. He's more famous there. than me, so if you just yeah. look him up, it'll happen. So, uh, wonderful. Wonderful. Any shows this week? Uh, 